This podcast is brought to you by Crack the OAT. Crack the OAT is an online study program designed for pre-optometry students looking to be successful on the OAT. This program includes full-length exams, video lectures covering the subjects on the test, and readily available tutors to help you along the way. If you're looking to be a part of this supportive community or you're looking at your options for studying, stay tuned for the discount code I will be giving for 10% off the program later in this podcast. Hey everybody, this is Marielle and you're listening to Optin, the pre-optometry podcast. In today's episode, we're talking with Sean who runs an Instagram account called Colorblind Vision. His account is made to inform the public of the different types of colorblindness as well as show you sort of a picture of what it's like to be colorblind through photos. So let's go ahead and jump right in. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, I'm just going to introduce you. Your name is Sean, right? Yes. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Yes. And you run an Instagram. It's called Colorblind Vision with an underscore at the end. Yes, I do. Okay. And so that's your, um, that's kind of like your hobby on this side, but what is your main, like, what's your main career right now? By day, I'm a data analyst. So it's mostly generating reports, looking at numbers, reading charts, and that's it really it's not as glamorous as I'd hope <laughs> but it pays the bills yeah it does and in terms of like you as a data analyst you don't really have to deal with too many colors do you or sometimes what... when you go into excel and you're using giant formulas the bracketed formulas with, diff- with color coordinations mm-hmm. so keeping track of ginormous formulas with different colors can be a bit of an annoyance so what type of colorblindness do you have? I have deuteronomaly. So, uh, go ahead. Which, uh, yes, yeah, so that's my green cone is defective. So is that, does that mean you can really uh, kind of differentiate like red and blue more, more so, or, and like green is kind of the most difficult for you to see? Well, it's all two colors for me. I see okay. green red Mm -hmm. and yellow actually so three colors then after that after that i don't see the colors in between it's just that i drive past like oh it's changed Mm -hmm. so the green is like pretty small like you kind of see like distinguished red and green but like colors between red and green when like different shades are harder to tell yes okay that makes sense my palette is quite small that's okay well you're you're still uh you know getting by seeming like you're doing well um, oh, yeah yeah um and so there's quite a few different types of colorblindness i saw that you sent me a bunch of different types so what is the most common and what is the least common so protonomaly and deuteronomaly they're the most common ones and i think they make up for about 72 percent mm-hmm. of all people who are colorblind then comes those with tritonomaly. And then after that, it goes on to the opias. So the protonopia, deuteronopia, tritonopia, and mm-hmm. finally acromatopsia, which is just no color Nothing vision at all. all. And that is so that the most to, rare? To a degree, yes. Only reason I say that is the are the other very rare ones, like unilateral zychromacy, which is colorblind in one eye. Oh, okay. Fascinating. Yeah. 
I've, I got to speak to someone only last week mm-hmm. and she said how it was her MS which triggered her dichromacy mm-hmm. and through the left eye she can see color and through the right eye she can't mm-hmm. yeah so what why did you start your Instagram what was what was that all about it was the question every time you mentioned to someone that you're colorblind mm-hmm. what color is this pops up that's the very first question and then you'll answer that question and go, okay, what color is this? Then what color is this? What color is mm-hmm. this? And it goes on and on until you get, to get bored. So <laughs> I, f- I thought, why not let people see what mm-hmm. it is like to be colorblind? Right. And they fill in some gaps. So they don't have to ask. They can just see for what our colors look like. Mm-hmm. What's confusing when I make those photos is when it comes to my type, that mm-hmm. looks exactly the same as the first one. So I'm never mm. 100% certain it has changed or not. It's only when I look at the background at the color levels that I see that it has changed, mm-hmm. even though I don't see it has changed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I, it seems like you do a lot of research on this. What got you into doing all that research and posting it on there? Um, well, just, curiosity. When, just curiosity. Just curiosity. About the condition I've had because since I was a kid I knew I was colorblind and that was it there wasn't nothing else on the other side of it just that you are colorblind mm-hmm. so finding out more details about it was was a good way to explore what mm-hmm. I have right and what I've, what I've learned amazes me because I again I just thought it was colorblind and and I only knew say three or four people who were colorblind mm-hmm. so I do like what I read okay yeah and when you were younger and you found out like when you first noticed that you had color blindness what were did you what were your first reactions well I never knew I was colorblind first it was it was in school mm-hmm. they came around and they asked us all to go into the teacher's staff room and take an issue of a test so I can remember walking down the corridor walking to the staff room and seeing the nurse she rested me against the back of her leg and asked me to look at the Ishiava pictures mm-hmm. and I, I looked at them answered the questions and then walked away that was it so then mm-hmm. afterwards I presume my teachers ended up, or the nurse ended up telling my mum about her mm-hmm. who then took me to the opticianist who then conducted the test once more and they told my mum that I was colorblind so it wasn't until I got home that my mum even told me that I was colorblind. Mm-hmm. But at that point, she told me to keep it a secret because she was afraid I would be bullied in some way by people in school. Yeah. So she just wanted me to only talk about the two family, my teacher who knew. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But was that hard for you to do, um, to kind of not tell people? Or was it something that you just went back to school and it was kind of, regular again like oh it was hard because there's something there that I wanted to share or and I couldn't say nothing about it mm-hmm. and I knew I didn't want to let my mum down because she said to me don't tell anyone that you're colorblind mm-hmm. so I had no one I could really speak to about it but naturally it did come out when one girl found out I can't remember how either but she did find out I was colorblind so then my mum and the girl's mum and herself 
ends up meeting with one another and discussing the cold blindness and having to keep it quiet still. Because mm-hmm. mum, again, she was afraid I would get bullied. Right. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of things people can just point out and start picking on you for. It's mm-hmm. the most absurd thing sometimes too. And it's, it's more common than most people think. I mean, I, I mean, not everyone obviously experiences colorblindness, but, mm-hmm. um, I assume that when you talk to other people that have had colorblindness, do they talk about how they had struggles when they were younger? Did they have similar experiences to you? All of them still get the same question right away. What color is this? That's the unilateral thing for us all. And even that's through like countries as well. Cause that, through my page I've had the opportunities to speak to people in different countries mm-hmm. and they've all said that is the question but then when it comes to bullying some of them have experienced it mm-hmm. and the but it's not just from the students they feel like they've had received it from say like the teachers as well from not believing that they are colorblind mm-hmm. or some of them denying colorblindness even exists Interesting. and the people can just learn to get around it mm-hmm I've noticed that students tend to get bullied or I've heard stories more so when they kind of lack in something or seem like they're falling behind. Um, I got to work with a pediatric optometrist for a while and a lot of her patients are young students who are struggling in school. And a lot of people think it's ADHD because they're like, not, they're not able to pay attention. They can't focus. And it's actually a lot of the time, it's actually that their eyes aren't tracking the page as it should. And it's their eyes aren't working together. And I find it difficult to hear those stories when, you know, students get teased with those kinds of things. And it's just something Mm -hmm. that you're born with. So um, I'm glad you didn't have any bad experiences with that. Um, but that is kind of interesting that, that you had to kind of keep that a secret. And you said you kind of started talking about it more when you were a teenager or was it more adulthood? Okay. It was more when I was around 12, 14 years old that Mm -hmm. I started to tell my friends about it. So once again, they all asked the question, but once the question was out of the way, Mm -hmm. they just helped me when I needed it. I never had that many bad experiences when it came to school or high Mm -hmm. school that is. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you went to an optician and did the Ishihara test. Did Uh you have to like uh, consistently see someone or was it just that? And then they were like, you're colorblind and, you know, go from there. It was just the one time. And I've only been back to the optician once since then, because my eyes have always been fine. Mm -hmm. And it sounds odd. But since doing this page, I would love to go back to an optician yeah. just to look at an issue. I would go, I can't see it. Yeah. Because you know, I, I look at them so often. Mm-hmm. It's I just like to see the real thing yeah. and go like and say, I can't see it. I mean, for here in the US, they ask us to come to the eye doctor every year. Not everyone does it every year. Um, but it's recommended just because we have an like expanded practice where we can look at more than just your vision. It's like, like I said before, like tracking and your attention. And if you can discern different objects from another, um, but I would recommend it. If you want to go back, I would definitely <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> um, yeah. And 
Okay. So, so you haven't been to a doctor in a while. And so you, did you ever use like, I've, I noticed lately that I've seen those colorblind, like glasses that people can wear. Do you mm -hmm. have those or do you, have you used them? Yeah, I do have them. I've had them for quite a few years now. Mm -hmm. And I did wear them for about two years. Mm -hmm. But as the glasses went on, I started to not wear them so much because it became more of a novelty than a requirement mm -hmm. to actually wear them. Mm -hmm. There was a difference when I wore them. Mm -hmm. But I preferred what I saw through my eyes rather than what the glasses allowed me to see. Right. So now they are just sitting on a shelf. Okay. Just like a little memory yeah so even a few weeks ago i did think i'll go to the shop wear the glasses just to have a look but again it was just down to an, a novelty mm -hmm. they are still impressive though and i would still say people need to try them out because mm -hmm. it there was a difference not a massive difference because i got the indoor ones which i believe aren't as intensive as the outdoor variety mm -hmm. but there was still differences, even like in the color white. White seemed a little bit more brighter. And then there was, there was again, say blue, mm -hmm. because the blue is everything in my life. That seems a different shade. I didn't see purple, or if I seen purple, I wouldn't know anyway, because you have to like kind of learn new colors mm -hmm. because the colors you're unfamiliar with. And it was fun getting to ask the question to other people. What color is this rather than them asking me? Okay. That's a nice change of pace. You get to mm -hmm. kind of change the conversation to be in your shoes. Mm -hmm. um, when it came to work, though, I did have to mm -hmm. ask their permission if I could wear them. And I can remember, you found about it, but when I went into work for the first time, I felt like, I felt like everyone was all staring at me. And then when I did start walking around, people were looking at me. Mm -hmm. But and they wanted to just try the glasses out. So I let them. And they all said it was like HD vision. Everything seemed so much more vibrant for them. Hmm. And my friend started to refer to my glasses as my 3D glasses, because that's what he said the like for him. Everything became like 3D for him. Interesting. Or are they, when those lenses, are they actually colored or do they? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you can tell yeah. that they're different colors for your specific color blindness. Yes, I think they could be a pinky color. Okay. Well, it's colors. You can't exactly quote <laughs> me on that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll have to look at some myself. I, I've seen like red and blue ones before. Um, mm -hmm. And I can imagine why some people would call them 3D goggles or something because they <laughs> that's how they used to look like back years ago um i was and, fascinated fascinated only a few days ago when they announced about the colorblind contact lenses that have been in development oh yeah i saw that on your page that's pretty cool yeah so again it would be an experience and i would say i would like to try them out mm -hmm. but again it would just be a novelty for me just to see what they're like yeah because previously sure I'm, probably have like a test and try for them or something like that. I don't know. They're so new that mm -hmm. I don't know if they're doing trials for it or they're now. Well, like yeah. The trials are still ongoing at the moment by the are just making sure to safe for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I don't live in Dubai, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm in wow. Dubai anyway. 
they they have a lot of cool technology over there. I've I went there uh a couple of years ago and everything's just bigger. Like they build mm-hmm. set world records for everything. Dubai is is very um cutting edge for a lot of innovations. I know they like to recruit doctors from all over the world to work on things over there. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um but I want to help go, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a great thing. Um because I mean, no matter where it comes from, it's just new, new things that can enhance our everyday lives. So that's pretty, pretty cool to hear about. Um, and speaking of like everyday lives, what is it like? Like, do you have daily tasks that you still struggle with? I know you've gotten used to work um, and discerning colors there, but I know you mentioned like video games you used to play or cooking. Um, mm-hmm. What, what so- is your everyday experience with that? Well, there was a situation a few months back where I was going shopping and my dad asked me to pick up a loaf of bread. I think nothing could go wrong with a loaf of bread, but mm-hmm. I picked it up. And my dad said, make sure you get the orange one. I picked up the orange one. I brought it home. I brought the red one home. And I was unaware that I brought the red one home. And to me, orange and red, they looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And then in the case of video games, I can remember playing one game with my friends and it, we were playing it for about three or four hours. And when it came to the very end, all we had to do was shoot zombies with red eyes and leave the green ones alone. For the life of me, I could not do it. And I tried and I tried. And my friends, they weren't annoyed because they knew I was trying. Mm-hmm. But they just wanted me or they were willing me to shoot the right ones. Right. <laughs> and in, in the end, we couldn't complete what we needed because mm-hmm. I couldn't just shoot the right zombies mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was also another instance with when uh, with my dad for mm-hmm. about 20 30 years him mm-hmm. and my uncle always went to play snooker so when they, i came to i was 18 i was looking forward to going to play snooker with, with my dad for the first mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so here we go my dad and my uncle play then i went to have my go and i I think I lost my first game against my uncle, even though my dad was helping me. Mm-hmm. Then when we switched around and then my uncle started helping me with playing against my dad, I took my shot and then my uncle said, Sean, you are aware that's the red ball? No. Yeah. And no. And I, I, and at that point, the penny drops and he's like, you're colorblind, aren't you? I went, yeah. <laughs> and from that point onwards, every time I'd line up to take a shot, both my uncle and my dad were watching me. And all these have to say is Sean. And at that point, I'd just shift across the table and aim at a different ball. And if he didn't say anything, I knew I was safe. Mm-hmm. But it was still slight annoyance right. because I'd been waiting for so long to play. And I didn't think my club hands would let me down. And there it was. Did you ever go back with your colorblind glasses? Did you ever try it with those? I didn't because I was more annoyed. Mm, okay. Because I, I just wanted to play naturally. I didn't want to have problems. and Right. You don't want to feel it, like you needed an, an additional help or aid or something like that. Yes. But there are quite a few snooker players out there now who are colorblind. Mm-hmm. So... And I remember one of them even asked the referee a few times for help if he, mm-hmm. whenever he needs a first shot. Mm-hmm. So 
can, there is always the option to help. Right. But asking for help as well can be an annoyance when you just want to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about cooking. You said you don't cook your food based on color. You do it on time. Yes. So when I look up online to see how to cook many meals, mm-hmm. I see how long it takes to cook them and, I, and the temperature and follow it based solely on that. Because if I try to do it based on color, I could end up giving myself food poisoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say like chicken when it looks pink inside and I've not been able to see that pink inside of it. And I did the other day buy a meat thermometer and I was so excited using it. Mm-hmm. I just like fricking it into the chicken. I was like, <laughs> look at it. I can see the temperature. And I was looking online to see what the temperature was. I was like, I can eat it. <laughs> so I, I need to explore a meat thermometer a little bit more with my food, mm-hmm. but it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's great. I love that that makes you excited, just like a meat thermometer. I've never heard someone excited just about that. Exactly. It's unusual, <laughs> but it helps us, so I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so when you, um, going back to like when you first found out, were you... Did you ever have any hesitancy with telling people you were colorblind? Did you, like, do you, I, well, now that you have your Instagram, seems like you're very confident in what you do and, and your everyday life, but were you ever hesitant about saying colorblind? Were you ever, was there ever a fear that, I don't know, things would change for you? Oh yeah. There has been times where even now I have not been felt confident enough to say that I'm colorblind, despite Mm -hmm. what my pages allowed me to do. Mm-hmm. But such as I had an interview a while back and I had to buy a tie and all I wanted was a blue tie so I was looking around found a blue tie and then when I was holding it I was unsure if it was blue or not mm-hmm. so I'd hold it towards the light look down look up look down is it blue is it purple and I couldn't tell you for the life of me what it was or, or I wasn't confident enough in the color it was so I did see there's maybe some people around, but again, I was too afraid of going up to them. And as it went on, I was just, my anger was just boiling because I wanted to know the color of a tie. All it was for an interview. So eventually I relented and spoke to one of the people who work on the tills. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I said, I'm colorblind, can you just let me know if this is blue? She looked at me as if I had two heads and then said, yeah, it's blue. Mm-hmm. And it was just a cold response. Purple is just an annoying color because I can get confused with that so often. Yeah, you mentioned purple is something that's almost common amongst everyone who has colorblindness. It just, mm-hmm. you just don't see it or? Yeah, it's mythological. Wow. We'd like to see it. And in the community, it's just a one and joke that we all can't really see that color well. That's, that's interesting. I didn't know that about purple. I, Mm -hmm. that's just a, that's an interesting that it's just that color too. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's like kind of the medical term to be called colorblind, but Mm -hmm. do you have a, like, I don't know, do you have like an issue with that, like saying blind or do you like, do you have a different preference when you say, or do you kind of just say, oh, I'm colorblind? I've been raised and I was colorblind. So that's just ingrained into me. I understand color vision deficiency. That mm-hmm. is the more apt term, and it would resolve a lot of the questions when you explain it. Mm-hmm. But just colorblind is my go-to. 
Okay. Yeah. I was curious. Cause I know I've heard, yeah, like color deficiency and it seems like a little more of a, uh, I don't know, like a mellow, less harsh term of just saying mm-hmm. blind. Cause when someone says they're blind, I mean, not just colorblind, but just in general blind, it kind of shocks people. Mm-hmm. They're just, um, just to know that that person has, you know, some, some deficiency with their eyes is kind of, um, hard to put your yourself into that perspective. I mean, when I close my eyes and, you know, put a mask over and like try to mimic that I'm blind, it's still, I feel like my other senses get heightened, but I still feel mm-hmm. like I don't experience what they do. But if you do want to ever try what it's like to be colorblind, there's apps out there that allow you to see what it's like to be colorblind. Oh yeah. So, such as CV simulator with color vision simulator. Mm-hmm. And it, People are impressed when they do see their, like, say their home, what their home looks like to the colorblind. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Is it just like you take a picture on the, the app the app, and it shows? No, it, it, it's like a live image, like you're, you're recording uh-huh. a video, so you can see okay. what it's like for each type of colorblindness. Mm-hmm. You have to manipulate, see the weakness or if it's strong or weak, mm-hmm. but you get a good interpretation of what it's like to be colorblind. Okay. And most people, they tend to go towards dull, saying that our vision looks dull. Mm-hmm. Which, oddly to me, I've never seen it as dull. It's just normal color mm-hmm. vision to me. Yeah. It's just what you've lived with and you know as your own vision. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, that's pretty interesting. And um, so going between you, you mentioned that when you make the photos for your own type of um, colorblindness, can you tell the differences with the other ones or, or do any of the other types of photos that you produce look similar as well? So Proton does look a little, Protonomaly and Protonopia, they do look somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to tritonomaly, then blue comb, monochromacy, see, even I get it, I, I struggle <laughs> to say it, achromatopsia, I can tell those ones apart really well. Okay. And I, my personal favorite is the triton one, because reds look so much more vibrant from their point of view. Okay. Yeah. And even when I see, say, achromatopsia, everything looks so much more emotional in my eyes mm-hmm. when I see what it's like from that point of view. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell those ones apart. It's just the Protan and Dutan ones that I struggle with. Oh, and then Trichromancy, which is what everyone else sees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any advice for people who are colorblind and need assistance with it or want to experience other types of you know, colorblindness? I know you mentioned that you wrote that you had a couple apps that you recommended. Mm-hmm. So there are some out there. So one is Color Grab, which is a color identifier app, Mm -hmm. which again uses your phone's camera, which you can point towards something to find out the color of it. Mm -hmm. And it's so useful. Again, I know someone who used it to cook their tea, just to tell if it was cooked or not. And he was so happy that he was able to cook his tea and know that it was cooked Mm -hmm. using the app. Mm -hmm. Then there's that Color Grab is only available on Android. Then there's also Colorblind Pal, which is similar and available on iOS and Android. Same concept, it's a color identifier, but both of them are really useful to help with identifying colors. 
Mm-hmm. And there's one third one called Be My Eyes, where you can actually speak to someone and they can point, they can tell you what color something mm-hmm. is. And it, I've never used it, but I do know of it because I would, I would also like to go on there and help someone. But I was just worried because the first person I spoke to was someone who was colorblind and said, what color is this? And I'm like, I can't tell you because I'm colorblind too. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you've met more people in the colorblind community because you're colorblind? And like, do you feel like you relate to them or they have a lot of similarities to you in terms of like the way they grew up and what they've experienced through their life? Do you feel like, I know you have a Instagram that now kind of connects you with more people, but um, throughout life, have you tended to kind of bond more with those, those people? Kind of with my granddad, Mm -hmm. because my granddad was colorblind too. So when it came to any difficulties I had, he knew exactly what I was going through. Mm. And then when it comes to my grandma, she knew about it with my granddad. So if I had any problems, my grandma would help me. And then when it comes to other people, I'd only ever met, say, three or four people mm-hmm. who were colorblind, one of whom was in work. And I found out she was colorblind, as is her husband, their two twin daughters, and their son is. So the entire family, the colorblind, and the mum, or grandmother, she was like the color oracle for the family. So if anyone had any questions, she was the one who answered all the questions for them. Mm. So it was, I was so made up when I got to speak to her, and wow. especially being a woman as well, since yeah. we, there are not many are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've met a woman who's colorblind, but I've definitely had a few friends myself that have had colorblindness, um, all of them being male. So, mm-hmm. wow, that must have been a cool conversation for you to have then. Oh, yeah, I was there for about 20, 45 minutes talking to her about this. And like, oh, yeah, I've got to go back to work now. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just got into it so much. Uh-huh. With her, cause it's so rare to speak to a woman about yeah. it. Yeah. And again, like that one with the unilateral zygromacy. It's so, I'd never spoke to someone like that before. So it's just good speaking to people who are going through exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's a nice kind of... Com- nice community to be a part of and to have because no one else really knows what you're experiencing unless they really have it. There's so many ways, like, like you said, there's those apps that can simulate it, but it's just not the same because they, with those apps, you know, you can kind of just go back to your regular, whatever your vision is. And then Mm -hmm. with colorblindness, so it's, it's, you know, it's your permanent, it's, Mm -hmm. that's your, your platform. So you've walked, walked in our shoes. You don't really know for certain. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mentioned that the most common question is what color is this when you tell somebody Mm -hmm. that you're colorblind, what are some other common questions? And is there one that like kind of just really annoys you or something? Well, the what color is this is the the most annoying question because I said it comes up so very often. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can go five, four, three, two, one. What color is this? (laughs) Yeah. It yeah. is like clockwork. But then there's also the, so you only see black and white, which mm-hmm. is understandable when you hear about color blindness. Okay. But then there are the interesting questions of what's your favorite color? Because then it, it opens up the question is, well, how do you know that it is that color? Mm-hmm. At that point, we just got to 
hope for the best, though it is what we think it is. And then your star fans know people who say, so you do know that you can't be a pilot or electrician. And it, it's like we've, they're explaining something that we've never heard before, when mm -hmm. in fact, it's something that's ingrained into us from when we found out. Right. But what's more interesting is that there are many cool blinds electricians out there now mm. because standards have now changed so it is been a lot more welcome now being an electrician okay and then when it comes to in australia mm -hmm. there you are allowed to be a commercial pilot because there was a case that was brought to the courts and eventually they found out that there isn't really any restrictions that prevents those who are blinds from becoming a pilot because there's a lot of secondary points that can help help with flying mm -hmm. a plane. Mm -hmm. So even though you might not be able to read the dial with its green or red, there are numbers there that you can read and they're in white. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the only really time it would become a difficulty was for being a pilot is reading the color of the lights on the plane, the mm -hmm. wingtips. But again, there's other ways around that. So we don't just rely on those colors, you rely on other devices as well within the plane. So mm -hmm. I've always felt being a pilot shouldn't be one of those that should restrict you mm -hmm. for becoming one, for being colorblind. But even with answering the question from earlier, the glasses aren't required to help being an electrician. I've had the help mm -hmm. and there are ways around it, but they're not a requirement. You can still become an electrician. It's just, it won't be easy. Mm. And you, but again, you can use the color identifier apps to help with identifying the color of the wires. Mm -hmm. And there are those who, instead of relying on color of the wires, they find other ways around this issue. Mm -hmm. So color is everything. Yeah, it seems like it seems like you've all seemed to adapt in your own ways, depending on what you guys all decide to do as a living. Mm -hmm. um, I was always curious when I was younger, I, I'm in, I was always, I loved painting and art and all that stuff. And like, I was always wondering, it seems a little more clear now, but I, when I was younger, I was like, well, what if my red is not your red, but you learned it as the color red. Like if I looked at red and said that was red and you looked at red and you saw, I don't know what may, what, what I Just see say, is say green. green. Yeah, yeah. Say green but you learn that color is red. I was always mm -hmm. confused if that's what was the issue or like if, if that's kind of what people who are colorblind experienced or you, you now know what those colors are because someone has told you because you've done tests. Well, I know a few artists who rely on the labels of the paints to let them know what the colors are, mm -hmm. but there are some who even rely on color theory to let them know what the colors are. Hmm. With one particular artist, can't remember his name for the life of me now. However, he has acromatopsia. Okay. So he can't see colors at all, but he paints in colors. And mm. I found it fascinating how he did use color theory to paint in color. Yeah. That must have taken a, a while to learn. It seems like whenever you put theory behind something, you're like, that sounds complex. <laughs> I don't know why. But um, wow, I'd, I'd like to I'll try to look him up. He has achromatopsia. So like, mm -hmm. just, wow. And then there's also someone who works for Disney. Mm -hmm. He's a um, 
artist, and I'm sure he works on Frozen and Tangled, I think it was. And he's colorblind as well. Mm. And he's an artist. So I, I always like finding out if an artist is colorblind because it like, opens a door to say like it's possible. But then there's some artists who don't change their colors to mm. suit what they should be. Mm-hmm. They accept that the colors are different from what everyone else sees, but carry on all the same. Yeah. No, I I saw no, I don't know, when I watched Frozen and Tangled or whichever <laughs> ones those were, they were amazing nonetheless. So <laughs> kudos mm-hmm. to that artist. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Even if I use the wrong color, it's my colors. I'm used to it. I'll stick with them colors. Right. Yeah, because all these new technologies are coming out, which sounds great, but you've been used to, you know, whatever you were used to growing up. And so it's, it seems like a change. It seems like a, a, quite a bit of a change that might affect how you see things. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing with many trichromats like yourself. Mm-hmm. They all think that we would like, we would like to have, say, the colorblind glasses. Mm-hmm. And then it's we all need to buy them, or I need to buy them for my son or daughter. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we just don't want them. We we're used to what we have already. Right. Yeah. Now that I mean, if you're if you grew up a certain way, um, I feel like it would be hard to change that suddenly. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, growing up, you probably didn't have a lot of different types of abilities to you know, see all these new colors or different mm-hmm. things. So that's, that's totally understandable that. So you, so it seems like you prefer kind of just what you see because yes. you were mentioning that you just, those frames that you have are just sitting on your shelf. So mm-hmm. even if it came to say like the color blank cure that is, could potentially come out in the future, let's say, mm-hmm. I've always thought that I don't think I'd ever take it mm-hmm. because it's, it's, I'm used to my colors. Right. And I'll t- essentially have to learn new colors again. Mm-hmm. When, but again, I get by with but my color blends. Yes, it can be annoying. But after a while, you get used to it and you learn ways around it. And I can remember one story about one geologist who he struggled to tell what minerals, what, min- what color the minerals were. So when he went to speak to his professor, he said, I can't tell. What can I do? How can I even be a geologist still if I can't tell the colours? Mm-hmm. So he said to him then, I forget the colours then, don't rely on colours. Instead, find out ways to work around the colours and figure out the minerals based on other elements. So he mm-hmm. went away and then when he came back, he ended up, he did figure out a way to to know the, what minerals were. And he was actually, in fact, quicker than the people who weren't colorblind. So his way was more effective. So don't really need to change all the time. Yeah, there's ways. It seems like there's ways around it. It seems like Mm -hmm. everyone has done what they've needed to do to make their lives and their careers, you know, adapted to them and adapted to everyone. Um, You know, it seems like every whatever you're presented in life you you find your way to fix you know make it your own so that's yeah. cool yeah okay well that's cool well i'm glad we got to talk about this stuff i'm i learned a lot and 
more so not just about facts, but just, I wanted to really know about like the experience of what it is like and like hearing from somebody who has colorblindness because I can read all the books and, you know, do all the research, but it's always a different experience when you hear about someone's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Each person, we all have our unique way of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. And even like this afternoon, I still get surprised by what we can learn about colorblindness. And that's what's amazing about colorblindness that I find. There's so much to learn about it, mm-hmm. which I said, if I got to speak to myself as a kid when he found out, I would never consider having now learned that, learned now about colorblindness. Because it's just a fascinating subject now. It is. It's it's really fascinating to see how like vision has evolved over the years and just mm-hmm. like the eye, how it's developed to become what it is, and how some animals still have, you know, two, you know, they're only dichromatic. And mm-hmm. the fact that we are trichromatic. Well, there's also and the tetrachromats as well. Have you heard of those? Oh, yes. Yes. They're, they're fascinating how essentially they can make you colorblind and by definition, because <laughs> they can see so much more colors than you. For the colorblind, I think they can see, say, like one million colors. Mm-hmm. Trichromats, they can see about 10 million colors. Te- um, tetrachromats, they can see up to 100 million different colors. Wow. And I got to speak with someone who has it a while back, and she said how seeing that much color can actually be overwhelming. Hmm. Because it's only, and it's also only women who have or who can be tetrachromats, which is again interesting. Yeah. Well, that that was a fun conversation. I enjoyed learning about it. Um, it's really nice to talk to somebody and also share that perspective with these people that may or may not be interested in this career. Um, because some things you don't, I mean, we, we hear about colorblindness when we're younger at some point, but it, no one really goes into detail, like all these different types and like what you're, what it's like. And it's just, like you said, the call, the common question, what color is this? That's kind of what it is. That's Mm -hmm. just the general knowledge that people have. So I'm excited to learn about it. Um, yeah, because the there's some people who don't even know their type of colorblindness. All they know is, yes, I'm red, green, colorblind. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the full stop. You don't mm-hmm. hear nothing more about it, so you just have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I just continued on reading and reading and reading yeah. some more just for the fun of it. Yeah, well, good on you for that. I mean... <laughs> Not a lot of people go into it as, as in depth as you do. And it seems like you're with your page, you're educating a lot of people. So that's really great. Which was honestly an unexpected thing. Originally, I only wanted to show people what it was like to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to educate people mm-hmm. and raise awareness of what it is like to be colorblind. So mm-hmm. it's a happy accident. Yeah. Um, one that is very rewarding. I wish you the best with that page and more to come. We'll see what is going on and whatever you decide to do with, um, you know, spreading the word. I think it's a great thing. I think mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great resource to have out there. And I'm sure you're building a community um, slowly but surely. And I think it's oh. a great resource for people. Yeah. Thank you for hopping on this call. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, again, wish you the best with everything. No problem. And if you ever want to ask questions again, feel free to ask. 
Thank you to all of you that stuck around for the entire conversation. I hope you guys learned something about um, colorblindness or what it's like to be colorblind and things to consider maybe when you meet somebody that is colorblind, things that you should or shouldn't ask in the conversation and things that you might want to have as a conversation starter. So uh, thank you again for tuning in. Um, I will link the discount code for 10% off our program in our description below. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.